the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Friday. Yes, we, we made it through another week. I guess we could call it Jackson Hole Friday. Yes, as Jay Powell this morning, of course, the meeting started yesterday, came out. Uh, he took no questions. Just a, a brief statement, uh, you know, 10 minutes-ish. Uh, said absolutely nothing, uh, but it's it's funny because uh, we now have to try to interpret uh, how Jay Powell said. It's not like he's like me when you know I get fired up. Yeah, hey, he's fired up. You know, he, he, they try to talk in the you know boring monotone and uh, inflation's too high. Duh, right? Wow, that's a, what is that hawkish? Wow, that's a shock. But. Really, what Jay Powell said today was, "Hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna have to raise rates more. I don't know how much more. Uh, here's what I'm hoping for. Here, here's here's what I see. And uh, yeah, and I can change my mind in an instant. Uh, but but either way, uh, rates are heading higher. How much higher? We don't know. Uh, September." I'm still in the air on September. I really think they want to pause. They want they want to go every other meeting. That's what they want to do. Whether or not the data allows them to do that remains to be seen. I don't think he tipped his hand one way or the other outside of saying inflation's too high and 2% is still the target. Of course, if that was the case, why aren't we already at 6? Right? I mean really, right? This is this is almost to the point of how stupid are we? And the answer really is, well, listen, in order to protect my banker friends and the billionaires, I'm going to let the average American suffer longer. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just what it is. And uh, it's going to continue. So like I said, I don't want to call it a nothing burger, but I don't know, Jason, that he said anything, you know, other than what they've already been saying, which inflation's too high, two percent still the target. And it's funny because everybody just keeps saying, "Okay, why don't you just stop it and just tell everybody the new target's three percent or four percent? Right? Get it over with. Rip the bandaid off." And of course, they say that because. Like me, and I, I don't know where Jason will be interesting to see where, where you fit on this. Do you think 2% is even possible? You know, the, the easy part, I got it, they got inflation to come down from 9%. That was easy. Now the harder part, right? We got inflation somewhere between, you know, the way they count it, somewhere between 3 and 5%. But getting to two, Jason, I don't know that, that, especially with the amount of money people need to make today, I don't know that that's possible. They could absolutely get rid of the inflation. They can start pulling money out of the system. Well, inflation is just too much money. Deflation is not enough money. 
So all they simply have to do is just start destroying money out of the system, and we could have deflation. We could, we could have negative numbers, show It's very easily. But that would cause a massive, massive market crash. It would, it would be blood in the streets kind of thing if they just suddenly started ripping all the money out of the system. All they're doing right now is just not creating money, and look how bad it is. And if they computed inflation like they used to, Joe, you're, you're, what you said earlier is correct. Uh, the the year-over-year year, uh, CPI was 3.2%, which is actually 6.4. So you're right. Shouldn't the uh, the Fed's rate be at like 6.25 at least? So that's one of the reasons I think we have to see higher rates until that either that CPI gets down lower to where you double that year-over-year year number and it's lower than their their rate. Because otherwise, inflation is not completely controlled. Of course, of course, I don't know if they want the 2%, Joe, then maybe they're kind of where they want to be. They want it to be a little higher than their rate so they can continue to have some actual inflation above their rate. But they're playing a game that I think they don't have full control over. It's it's a very complicated situation when it comes to the economy and everybody's monies. You know, it's 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 not, you know, th- th- these guys have a lot of power to make decisions and, and move things, Joe, but they don't have uh, ultimate control. Sometimes things just kind of, kind of, you know, get get out of, out of control. Yeah, I think you're right. That's 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 it. The 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 control part is is what is what is missing in there. There, you know, the, the we've raised rates, we we've cut the money supply, and it's still not working. Uh, all of these factors are playing out. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. We have a small amount. We have ran those. Mixed Morgan and Peace rolls yesterday below cost. We have a few still out there, less than 20 rolls out there, but we got some out there still. They're $580. Continue to add here. Uh, AllAmericanGold.com is the website. There's a great interview with Daniel Martino Booth. And, and if you guys remember, she was Richard Fisher, who at the time, uh, he was a for, the former Dallas Fed president. She was like his top lieutenant. Uh, she now is uh, taking her skills to Wall Street. But she did a great interview. Uh, it's about an hour long. So it's, it's something that it, it's, it's, a, it's a longer listen. But check it out because she, she really kind of very commonsensically tells you, hey, there's not a lot of good outcomes from this, and you need to make sure your money is safe. Uh, I, you know, we've been warning, I've been telling you about this forever and a day now, get your money out of the bank. I, I'm just telling you right now, uh, there, there's a lot of signs that are pointing to a lot of troubles ahead. You know, people forget, you know, Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, that took a ton of spending into the economy, and it's not in, hey, you're not building new buildings, you're not building new homes, right? You're taking old buildings, old homes, spending a lot of money, uh, but but that money now is, is starting to run its course, and there's no new loans. Daniel Martino Booth was talking about it. No new loans coming out of banks, and that's a problem. For the next six to twelve months, we'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour on this on this Friday. Uh, Joe and Jason here wrapping up the week. Uh, Wall Street right now. Uh, I'll call it mixed. Uh, the Dow just pop positive. The Dow's been swinging back and forth uh, today, positive, negative. The S and P is down. The Nasdaq is down. Uh, the ten-year note is up, but not a lot. Like I said, Jay Powell didn't really say a whole lot today. 
uh, 4.26 crude oil is higher. Uh, we have some light profit taking in, in the gold market. Silver holding above $24 to the ounce. As again, Jay Powell today, rates needs to still go higher. By the way, uh, we still claim that 2% is the number, uh, but then we had another disastrous round of earnings uh, gap, the retailers. Uh, by the way, we got an update on cargo ships now being held up, not because they can't get the, through the Panama Canal. No, because the retailers are like, wait a minute, our shelves are still full. Uh, let them sit so there's now cargo ships piling up in Asia that uh, are, you know, you're talking about the, the, these vessels, they carry like the 20-foot containers, they carry like 14,000 of them, just one ship. And uh, they're, they're now just being held off. This is how slow things are really getting. Listen, I've been saying it for a while. We had that little calm streak. That is over. We're entering into rougher waters here Make sure your money is safe. I say it every single day. Uh, check out our friends over at Y Refi, up to 10.25% returns. Listen, it's not correlated to Wall Street. I'm going to tell you right now, Y Refi people did not care about Jay Powell did. Didn't care. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Well, what if, what if Wall Street goes down a thousand points? What if it goes up a thousand points? Nothing changes. Your statements are fixed. You know exactly what you're going to get month after month after month after month. You don't have to worry about it. I don't want to open it. I don't want to look at it because you know what it's going to be. InvestYRefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com. Or just call them, 888-YREFI24. And as you know, you got to have at least 50K. Uh, that is the, min the bare minimum there, but you can get up to 10.25% fixed rates of return. And Jason Gap, the latest retailer, awful. You know, the, you, when you have same-source sales down 8%, uh, inventory problems, uh, and, of course, we know things are getting worse, right? Things weren't as bad. You know, in May, in June, July, things are getting worse. Uh, I'm expecting to see a lot more uh, retail layoff announcements coming. And the sad part is we're coming up towards Christmas. Uh, this is a, a really difficult time. And then we had, this is a number, I don't love this number, but Wall Street does. The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey just like everything else, this this number was looking really good in June and July. The August number came out, and all of a sudden, everybody is worried again. Inflation expectations rose. Uh, that had been coming way down. Wrong, Long-run inflation higher as well. And uh, this is a sharp turnaround because this had fallen, Jason, a lot in June and July. Everyone thought, oh, my gosh, look, inflation's going to be over because why? I watch the idiots on TV, and they say that, look how great it's going to be. And, Jason, all of a sudden, reality coming right back to the consumer. 
Yeah, I've been saying since the beginning of this year that it's, it was coming back, and I, I thought maybe the end of this year. I mean, in, in a real way, not not just a little bit. Because you're, what you're saying, Joe, is it's here. It is. It looks like here it comes, right? But I mean, I'm talking severe, severe uh, uptick in in the inflation would be later this year or uh, early next year. So it's it just looks like it's coming, Joe. I mean, this this I, I, if this information continues to get hotter as far as inflation is concerned, then yeah, we're, we're going to see another rate hike. And uh, I don't know about this next month, but this, Joe, you, you said it before. It's like, well, they want to do this thing every other month, and they want to make it look like it are winding down on the rate hikes, but. Uh, if it gets if it gets moving, this inflation gets moving, they'll be back to monthly rate yeah. hikes every single Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, I, this is my, my thing. I think that they're going to either raise in September and say, hey, we're going to take another break, right? So, you know, try to make it a soft raise. Or they're not going to raise in September, but a, but let everybody know we are in the next meeting, right, no matter what. So, so uh, a soft raise or a hard one, you know, a hard pause, if you will, uh, is going to be one or the other. Uh, my fear is that they've got to raise both months, uh, which right now uh, nobody's expecting that. But you need to really look out. Uh, the Department of Agriculture was out with their agriculture survey for corn and soybeans, and it was not good. Uh, the heat... Uh, it really has the yields are going to be way down in corn and soybean, and that's th- these are corn and soybean are vital. You know, you know, some people are like, well, I don't need any corn. I don't need a lot of corn. I, you know, right? No, it goes into a lot of feeding animals, soybeans. Yeah. Uh, a lot of soy goes into a lot of food products, but it also goes into uh, animal feed and all of these things. Jason, it just looks like the things like energy, because, man, these energy bills are, are just absolutely outrageous for people. And, and the sad part is a lot of, you know, Arizona, we're used to it being hot. Right? We, we're, we're our, we, we know what to expect. But in these states where, hey, we're not used to, you know, 100 degrees is devastating, the power companies just don't have enough power and they got to go out on the open markets and people are paying a fortune to cool their homes and 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 look at where we are with inventory of energy so energy's not going to give up i guess i'm I'm making the point here expect higher energy prices expect higher gas prices expect higher heating home uh prices for the winter and then food is not going to give us a break because the the three major crops corn Wheat, soybeans, all three of them, Jason, have significant issues either with weather or war. Yeah, and, and when you talk uh, exactly about how feeding other animals, but it, uh, these these are real, really relevant in like cheap processed foods. I mean, corn is in everything. Soybeans is in everything. You know, processed soybeans is in everything. You know, everything. When it comes to wheat, corn. And soybeans, those those are uh, mostly genetically modified crop, and they're used in everything. And and so, uh, if the price of or the availability of those crops goes down, uh, the price of those things will go up. And Joe, just another example of things that we have in abundance, and they're telling us how there's going to be a shortage again. It just they just keep on shorting things like food and energy and th- these things that. Uh, 
that uh, if in a market crash, the price may not drop as much as if we had it in a plentiful amount. I mean, here's the good thing about a crash. If it's, if it's, if it's an organic crash and not a, an orchestrated one because the Fed and central banks are in control, the prices go down. You know, if we have the, the kind of monumental crash we're looking at, Joe, we should, we should have a dollar-a-gallon gas at the end of it, right? So they, 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 the guys who make the decisions know this is going to happen because they're making fuel and food and things uh, a lot more, a lot less plentiful. They're not building as many houses. The housing, they could build tons of houses and get that price down. So, Joe, I think the world economy, and especially America, they're, they're, they've been getting ready for this for years. They're, they're, they're really holding back the supply of these things so that when it crashes – they can still make whatever their margins are on what they're going to sell. Yeah, the the container ship thing, that's something we're going to really keep yeah. our eye on. Because I was going to ask you, that, that, the, the Chinese ships, are those Chinese ships sitting empty waiting to be loaded, or are they full, told not to not to both. sail, not to so ship? Right, right now, both. So they're talking about loaded ships that they put the brakes on, and then, of course, ships that were yet to be loaded, scheduled to be loaded, are now sitting empty, uh, hanging outside of ports all over Asia. And, and this is simply, and government now, this stuff coming here, stuff going to Europe, so this is stuff going all over the world. And the whole world, this, is a, this, is, this isn't a good situation. We, we've talked a lot about China and the troubles there. China's a huge economy now. It's it's a big deal. We know about Japan and, and their issues. And then, of course, Europe and, and, and what they're going through. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we, we've got wartime budget deficits and a non-war economy, right? I mean, these, these budget deficits are enormous. And all of this spending, and Jason, it's still not enough. Uh, I know right now, well, motors are well, you know what? It hasn't happened yet. I guess the key word was yet. But the data over the last three weeks suggests a major shift has occurred very quickly. And that's how it always happens. It's always, well, it's just gradual, gradual, gradual. And, and it's almost like suddenly someone just blew the whistle and everything came to a stop all at once. And I think this is we're, we're, the stop has just started, and I think it's spreading here a lot faster than people want to recognize. And these these are issues that, you know, like I said, I've been doing this 20 years. You almost never see companies with loaded ships that say, hey, you know what, stay there. Stay there. Because the, where you're going, first of all, there's no room at the port again, right, where they're full. And by the way, uh, we're being told that the people that own these containers don't want them. Right? They don't have anywhere to put them. Uh, and then, of course, the other problem, all the empty ships. What? You were supposed to load us last week. Yep, we know. Well, you going to load me next week? Don't know. Right? Don't know. Hey, I'll get back to you. Well, what do you want me to do in the meantime? Well, just sit out there. Sit out there, and, and uh, we'll let you know when the time comes. 
for you to, 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 to come in and get your containers loaded. Uh, Jason, this, this really sings to, this may be one of those rare instances where, where everybody is having a significant economic issue all at once, uh, which normally we don't see. Hey, there's a recession here, but China's booming. There, there, there's a recession in Europe, but the U.S. is booming. This is, this is something that has the feel of something much different. This is only the second time in, in uh, recent history, well, in the last hundred years, where the money printing just stopped. You know, the, the Great Depression was the other time, right? And all these countries you mentioned, Europe, Japan, China, they're all heavy in dollars. And so when you shut off the drug, nobody can get the drug. So, so, so it, it, it's all happening to these countries, Joe, because, you know, the, the Ponzi scheme has, has been slowed. Because we're we're heading into some things, uh, some big changes. They're going to call it the Great Reset, whatever you want to call it. The last Great Reset was World War II. And I'm going to say it over and over and over again, Joe. So yeah, that's that's why it's happening, Joe. The, the, all that all that that cheap money is just gone. It's just gone. They, boy, they sure got an influx of it in 2020. And look at the inflation we've got from it. And uh, that's not coming to an end. And and they've shut off the money printer essentially right now, as far as we know. And look at all these. Look at ships are just sitting in the ocean, and 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 we. And here's the thing: we still have the inflation because everybody's ditching their dollars. They can't turn the money printer on. All these dollars coming back. Think about the last time we had this problem. It was in reverse. All these ships were out there, and they couldn't unload them fast enough. Right. Right. Now we swung the pendulum, swung the other way. All these ships are out there, and nobody wants to load them. Pizza Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here on this Friday. Uh, the Morgan and Peace rolls. These are uh, mixed rolls. You get what you get, but you'll have Morgan dollars, uh, Peace dollars, all, all inside of them. All of it below cost. Uh, we're just, you know, we have less than 20 rolls remaining. Uh, we were selling those uh, the other day. I don't have this on the website um, just because it's not, you know, we don't do a lot of Morgan and Peace dollars, uh, so we don't have it up on the website, so you do have to call. We actually had some of our online orders email. You can email an order in, whatever. We'll, we'll get it done for you. Uh, but this is it. This is the last day. Five hundred and eighty dollars on mixed rolls of Morgan and Peace dollars, below cost. I mean, you, you can't be better than that, Jason. Right? And, and uh, obviously, this is stuff that has come in that we bought a while ago. Uh, that we're, we're going to liquidate through here. It's a great opportunity. I love silver. Silver. You know, right now, silver's down four cents. But it really has, when you think about how well both gold and silver have really hung in there with the new pay and rates are going to be higher and all this other stuff, uh, I I think it's really a show of strength because – Trust me, when does the bigger moves come in gold and silver? It comes after the crashes. That's when you really see 
the big spikes in the big moves. And obviously, when we, we saw all these premiums come way back, premiums are all back to normal, you would think that all of that, you know, quote-unquote selling pressure uh, would drop prices significantly. Jason, that hasn't happened. Yeah, and, and with these Peace and Morgan dollars, uh the price above melt is one of the reasons we don't sell these a lot. It's just the price over melt is just, it's just, it's got a lot of uh, numismatic value to them. People like to hoard these kinds of coins. They're not, they're not going to make these anymore. You know, they they may make a modern version, but they're not minting these as, as a spendable coin. And, uh, you know, the half dollars have been doing the same. They're separating their, their premium above melt is getting higher, but this is the cheapest I've seen. I think that we've had, uh, as, as we weren't getting the phones ringing on these yesterday as, as much as uh, we would have liked, uh, I was looking at eBay. I talked to Joe about this also. I was like, look, on eBay, you can buy these. You know, and these, are, these are from retailers. These are not just from just independent buyers or uh, sellers. This is, these are big companies on eBay. $630 a roll to $730 a roll for P's or for 21 Morgans. Uh, you actually, and this is what I used to do before I joined Patriot, I, I, uh, I had a distributor, a local guy that could get me kind of a dealer price, and then I'd go out and sell stuff. I'd use Craigslist in different ways to, to sell this. This this would have been a big deal for me when I was selling like that because I could buy them for five hundred eighty bucks. I can go on Craigslist or eBay or something, and then easily sell them for six fifty. Just go seventy. I can get seventy bucks a roll just selling them. Uh, we don't normally have items priced this way. We're a retailer. We we give you the fair market value price on coins, and then we have specials that are. Uh, even better priced, but the these these were uh, well bought, and so they're being well sold. And you're actually, uh, if you wanted to retail these out yourself, if you want to go out and, and secondary market this stuff, you can actually make money today by buying these. You, we can't say that about a lot of our stuff, Joe. And and as far as the premium above above spot or above melt that you have to pay on these, we'll probably be buying these back uh, at the 580 price. In, in short order, especially if silver moves a little more, Preston will be buying at this level. So uh, usually you have to wait about a year to get that premium back. But now on this, Joe, this is almost premiums already paid for on this one. So for you guys out there that want instant value, and maybe you're not a, a Morgan and Silver Peace Dollar collector or buyer, this this is how well-priced these are. I can't, I can't say enough, Joe, about how well-priced these coins are, This this small allotment of coins we have are. Yeah, and we just don't do the eBay thing. That's just... It's not what no. we're set up to do, uh, but if you guys want to do that, by all means, take advantage, 800-951-0592, and just like that, Silver, you know what, obviously Silver likes it when we talk about it, it just went positive, uh, gold, uh, the profit taking, apparently over, now everybody's jumping back in here as uh, people are trying to square positions uh, over the weekend after Jay Powell, not, I'll, I'll call it non-committal, right? Non-committal today. Didn't all as he said was rates are going to go higher, and inflation the two percent is still the target. And other than that, he really didn't tip his cap one way or the other. Uh, then we got news out of General Motors. This I, well, actually it was last night. But, uh, you know, General Motors has a I'll call it tech engineers. Uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, a center, a tech center here in Arizona, uh, in Chandler. Uh, they're laying everybody off. Uh, 960 uh, tech engineers being let go. 
uh, 200 more being let go uh, in a tech center in Detroit. Uh, Jason, we're starting again. I think this is what we're going to start to see. These are good jobs, right? These aren't, hey, this isn't paper or plastic. You want fries with that, right? And, and I think this is General Motors' way of saying, hey, guess what? We're not selling as many cars as we used to because, well, they're, they're too damn expensive. And with rates this high, people can't afford the payments. Yep, yep, Jonah, and I don't know how the, some of these companies are adjusting to slower sales, but one there's there's a couple of ways to try to, to heat up sales. You, you lower the price to try to sell more, or if you're forecasting harsh, you know, lower sales, you can just boost the price and sell less. So I'm wondering if that's what some of the car manufacturers do. It's like, well, let's just boost the price. You know, it's already massively expensive. What's another grand going to be for those guys? Well, and something interesting in Jay Powell's talk, this morning, like I said, it wasn't very long, uh, but he did when he talked about employment. Right, said, "Hey, employment is still strong, right?" And we look at unemployment. You look at jobless claims, right? That's hard to argue. But when he actually broke down the wages, I really thought he was he was telling a a, a, a wishful thinking tale. We expect wages to come in to come down and of course everybody out there saying uh, no uh we want more money where we're going to strike and and you know over and over but then as he kept talking i was like oh maybe he's right because he went right to hours worked hey people are going to get more money yep the employers are going to get more money but here's what we're seeing Hours worked continues to fall. In other words, yep, they paid you more money, but you're working less hours every week. And, Jason, that's another, right? What do you do before you lay people off? Well, let's start cutting back the hours. And if that isn't good enough, then we'll swing the axe. And that's kind of what Jay Powell was was talking about when it in his, his couple minutes of wage talk at Jackson Hole this morning. Jason and I will be right back. 800 I'm just shaking my head uh, right on schedule here. Uh, the UAW, the votes are in to authorize a strike. 97% of the UAW workers approved this uh, potential strike. Uh, the UAW has made it clear. The big three are the target. Whether there's a strike or not, it's up to Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis before, uh, because they know what our priorities are. We have been clear. Now, Stellantis has oh, now God. threatened to move pickup truck production to Mexico. Now, the the big three make all their cars in Mexico. Not all of them, but because uh, they make some in China. But pretty much all of them are made in Mexico. They don't really make a car here anymore. We have SUVs and trucks. But listen to this. Here is what the union wants. 46% wage increase. Now, I'm sure... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be over the length of the contract, right? But but 
uh, I, why do I feel like this is like the American Airlines pilots? They got 46%, 20-some percent immediately, and then 5% a year for the next five years. 46% wage increase. They weren't done. Restoration of traditional pensions. Good luck. Boy, big business, they sold us a bill of goods with that 401k, didn't they? Oh, yeah. We want the traditional pension back. Cost of living increases. Well, you know what the UAW knows? Inflation is never going back to 2%. At least not with a Federal Reserve note. Not with fiat money. Then on top of that, I'm not done. No, that's not enough. Also, we don't want to work 40 hours a week anymore. Only 32. We want the new work week to be 32 hours a week. By the way, 98% of hourly workers, 99% of salary workers at Ford voted in favor. GM, it was at 96%. Stellantis at 95%. So, Jason, I don't know what the final thing is going to be here, but if you thought automobiles were expensive now, wait till this deal is done, right? And I don't know, will there be a strike? Will there not be a strike? Obviously, they're not going to agree to all of this, but Jason, significant cost increases are coming. Joe, this isn't just the cost of the car going up. Cars are, are like a small version of home building, and if they're going to, uh, if, if this anything close to this gets passed, uh, and here's the thing, I'm not a big fan of modern unions. I don't, they don't operate the way they were meant to be when unions were first created for workers' rights. They don't work, they don't function right. But in this situation, they're doing what unions are meant to do, which is to help the workers get a living wage, something that they can actually, you know, raise a family on. And if they're going to raise the way that they're talking about raising Joe, this isn't, this is the most. This is the biggest piece of information about inflation coming back that you've mentioned this year since we've been talking about inflation coming back as it's been slowing. But on top of that, this is a clear indication that this is inflation that's going to continue to keep these guys at these guys at the top of these motors, these corporations, these guys at the top, they're getting good information about where we're headed. Okay, and and uh, the, the top, you know, of course, the top of Ford doesn't want the unions to find out how bad things are getting, but the, people talk. When the big heads of, of, of uh, ec- economics start talking about, here's where we're headed, this is what you get. This is what you get, an auto worker strike for 50%. Chip, remember, remember all the chips, Joe? The chips are going to go up. The, the car companies have to charge more for everything to cover for this. This is the most inflated thing we've mentioned, Joe, as, as far and, as I can tell again, this year. it gives you an idea of how what the real inflation numbers are. Right? This isn't... inflation, and they're asking for 46%. That's not the case. You know, last year, when they said inflation was 9, it wasn't 9. It wasn't 9. It was 20 plus. And and now the auto workers union, they're like, hey, listen, we were in this contract that we had signed before there was, you know, before inflation started going. Now inflation's gone, hey, we need big pay increases, right? We, we didn't, you didn't increase our pay last year or the year before or the year before that. We, we need to make up for lost ground. And this is the problem that we're seeing. This is why 
Man, I don't know how we get to 2%, Jason. I just don't know how it works. You can't have 2% inflation when union workers, and it's not just them. FedEx, UPS, uh, the airlines, the UAW, the, all of them were in these contracts that they signed. You know, they're five-year deals. Well, they didn't get raises when everybody else, you and I, you can go out, well, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to get more money somewhere else. Uh, or, hey, we, we want to keep you, so we're going to bump everyone's pay. You know, McDonald's, you used to pay $10 an hour here. They can't get anybody to walk in the door for 15 and depending. You go to Scottsdale, hell, McDonald's pay you $18 an hour to work in Scottsdale, right? This didn't happen for them, and this is why we're seeing these huge numbers. Yeah, they, they can get rid of the inflation. Like I said earlier, they can just pull money out of the system. They can stop the hamster wheel completely, and then everything stops, Joe, just everything. I mean, you're talking about destroying the entire American economy and probably a worldwide economy by just, just stopping it. So really, the, the play is I always... Say, how many times did I say the only way inflation goes down? Million, tens of millions of people millions, lose yep. their job. That's the only way. It's the only way. They want way. to keep the hamster wheel going, Joe. They want to keep it going. So they'd rather just speed up the hamster wheel and see if they can stay on top of it. That's just that's the only, the only play they've got, Joe. That's it. And, and that's not a good one either because then the inflation gets worse. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Wrapping up the week a really good week uh, gold and silver having a, a a good week uh we had some great opportunities in the silver market that silver eagle special we ran was tremendous obviously today finishing up the last of the morgan and peace rolls we're down to the last uh few rolls here at 580 dollars that's actually below cost at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two and Jason uh, obviously Jay Powell today in his comments uh, inflation is still too high uh, we want two percent is still the the goal uh, but essentially kind of what you said hey we're gonna go slowly here because it's that fine line between we want to fight inflation, but we don't want to fight it so hard that uh, what Joe keeps saying about the only way inflation to go down is tens of millions of people need to lose their job, Jason. They're trying to figure out a way how that won't be true. And unfortunately, Jason, that's always been true. They've never been able to figure out a way. And now we have all of these indicators from inverted yield curves to money supply contraction, that level, right, hey, this is worse than 2008. We're approaching what it was like. The same types of things happened right before the Great Recession, and it just looks like, you know, history repeats itself. It's not identical. There's different factors, but it sure looks like, this is what we're headed for. And then, of course, remember the Great Depression. The problem then became deflation, which I think eventually yep. that's exactly what we're going to see. We're going to enter into this new thing where everyone, we have the inflation, everybody gets fired. Then you have, what, the, the deflation that follows possibly. You know, some people are saying, listen, everyone's going to get fired, and we're still going to have inflation. It's going to be one or the other. 
Well, if you don't have the deflation, you could get hyperinflation. I mean, that, and that you know, here's the thing: and Joe really points out the jobs constantly over the last two years as, as an indicator. The funny thing is, is the Fed sometimes has pretty decent control over certain aspects of what they do, but they've actually said out loud that we, they want job destruction. They've been saying it for a while. Uh, jo- job destroying, trying to control how many hires or, or fires are in the market. It's, it's there's no depth there when it comes to like interest rates or printing money or taking money out. But when it comes to tr- really trying to get job losses to like bring the market back to where they want it there's no depth perception it's kind of like uh shooting a basketball but you you're almost blindfolded you don't you know it's over there but you don't know how far it's going to go and so once they get the job losses going joe that's one of the things they have real trouble with which is stopping it they get that first half percent that first one percent but sometimes when that when that ball gets rolling sometimes they can't stop it so that's why i think they're trying to be so very careful because what if we end up with five, six, seven, eight percent jobless? Uh oh, then then we got big problems, Joe. Yeah, and, and part of the issue is, you know, you don't take away the money you've already given out, right? You 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 can't can't fire everybody. Uh, so it, it's going to be one of those situations where whoever is still left the, the the cost of labor is is never going to be what it was before this inflation battle started uh, and that just means lower standard of living and lower standard of living means more people are poor more people are on food stamps all of those things be prepared get yourself ready Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.